As we do a trade update, thanks to CMC Invest, it's international investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Oh, yeah. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. And a man that's been doing a monumental job for Trade Radio was our own Tommy Morrison. I just get the feeling he's an old journo, Roach. He loves the cut and thrust of breaking stories, and there's a bit happening today. How are you, well, Tommy? Yeah, uh, Kimbo, Roach, I'm going well. I haven't been called an old journo before, but I feel like <laughs> that's not far away. So I'll take it as a compliment. An old-style journo. And at then. least you'll be there to the deadline, unlike the AFL. I cannot believe that tweet of yours. So the system shuts down at a seven and everyone's going to have to trade in, send in their trades by email. Well, the reason this happens is so they can timestamp it when the emails come through. So if the system stayed open and there was a backlog, yeah. then you might not be able to timestamp when the, when the emails came, when the um, trades came through. So they shut it at seven and then it becomes an email form. So let's say I'm trading you, Rooch, to mm-hmm. uh, Triple M in Sydney um, for a future fourth rounder. Um, so we have to have um, the Sydney Swans list manager, your list manager, your manager on that email, and they'd all have to reply to that email, um, reply all by 7.30 for that trade to be accepted. And often the AFL doesn't actually get these trades until sort of 7.45 or 8 o'clock or even 8.15 once they go through their inbox, I guess. Mm. Um, in the space of about 15 seconds, we've got six texts saying a future fourth round is way too much for Roach. And I agree. No, go away, Kim. <laughs> Hey, Tommy, uh, in the first half hour of the show, we did a nearest the pin, thanks to YGA, a $50 voucher. How many deals will Port Adelaide get done? Now, one was done already, and uh, it's interesting. I went for four. Roach went for three. Bumfluff Benny went for two. And Brendan Lyons, our panel operator, said just the one will get done. And they have one done. Uh, Yes. What would you do? uh, No, I think they'll they'll do them all. Yes. I think Jordan Sweet will get done soon. Uh, that's imminent, and that'll be pick Good. 50 um, yep. from the dogs. Uh, yeah, they'll go from Port to the dogs. Of course, that was a selection that, um, that they got from Richmond. They yep. swapped 49 and 50 for a reason. I'm yet to ascertain exactly why, but they did swap those picks. Um, and I think Radicalia will definitely get done. The only one I am slightly hesitant about mm-hmm. is Dersma, but I still think that'll get done. So I am confident that all the deals will get done, and in the end, Port will leave tonight a happy club, albeit a little bit poorer in the draft picks department. All right. I think so more the, than a little bit poorer. Yeah, the interesting one's Radigalia, all the speculation. We think it's 25. I'm neutral. I think 25 is fair. Will that get it done or will they get Scotty Lysett as well or how's it going to work? Yeah, I think Scotty Lysett won't go tonight. I think if Scott Lysett um, gets picked up by anyone, it will be as a free agent. Um, so that will be after today at some stage. I okay. actually had a chat to his manager Colin Young in the corridor here, and he said, yeah, more likely he's a free agent somewhere. So I'm not sure he's going to be part of any trade. Um, I mean, Port Adelaide have offered 25. We know that. I think there'll be a later pick or two involved as well. Might be a couple back and forth. Um, but it'll get done, and, and 25 will be the centrepiece of that deal. All right. And the mm. Brandon Zerk thatcher one, what will it take? It won't be a straight swap? Oh, I, I, still, I still think there's a chance it could be a straight swap. Um, I've, I've thought this all along that... Uh, I think Port is more likely to balk than Essendon on this deal, um, in which case it would just be a straight swap. But, yeah, I don't have any read over the latest machinations of it, but I still think a straight swap is very much a live possibility, that's for sure. Um, Tom, we understood Radigalia last year. You've got him on a contract. You can hold him and you say, well, we'll give you more game time in 2023, and it didn't happen anyway. So what was Geelong really thinking they were going to achieve 
by dragging this all the way to the deadline. If we're talking about third or fourth round draft picks, which are like finding loose pennies at the end of your couch. I mean, what was Geelong really trying to prove here? Well, I think you know the answer. They're not trying to prove anything. They're just trying to see what else they can eke out of Port Adelaide, knowing oh, that Port or fourth round really picks. need a kick. That's all yeah, well, gone. That they feel they feel like um, they know that Port need Radigalia if they're going to win a flag next year, and they may as well eke it out. And don't get me wrong, it's not what I would do if I was Geelong, but they're entitled to do it, and they're also not the first club to Tom, draw it out purposely Tom, to try to get the most out of the other club. I understand that with Tim Kelly, and they bled West Coast dry. But you're not bleeding yeah. anything of significance out of Port. You're just making a fool of yourself by dragging this Yeah, out. I mean, this is what trade period is, though, isn't it? It's a game of posturing mm. and bargains mm. and um, you know, having, having certain positions for optics. I mean, if they can get another late draft pick or two for a club that doesn't have many draft picks mm. out of Port Adelaide, that's, that's probably worth it. And in, in 24 hours' time, no one really cares whether it took until Wednesday or happened on the first day. In the end, Radigal is a Port player. And um, Geelong get a couple more draft picks than they would have done a week ago. Mm. Tommy Jack Ginevan wins a premiership medal. Then Ooh. he's safe. Then there's rumours going around that he's not safe. And now there's rumours about off-field dramas and falling out with teammates. And uh, the coach. Yeah. Uh, how did it all unfold? And what's true and what's not true? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't believe all those rumours about falling out with teammates. And there's been a lot of rumours that have flown around like that. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't okay. jump to believe them. That's for sure. Um, but from a football perspective, um, Jack Ginevan. Didn't like the fact that Craig McRae um, said what he said in the press conference after mm. the game. It was Jack Ginevan's view that um, the club was okay with it. And that was reflected with Craig Kelly, the CEO, talking mm. about it. Um, I think on, uh, the, was it grand final day or just after grand final day, um, about uh, Ginevan going to the races. Um, and in fact, Graham Rice has just spoken to the media just then. I walked away from his press conference and he was adamant that this was Ginevan having a look around rather than Collingwood pushing him to have a look around. So it depends who you believe. I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think the Pies were happy for him to look. I think Ginevan, in the end, was happy to look himself, um, given that he felt Lockie Schultz coming in and the dearth of um, small forwards would make it hard to have a consistent position mm. in Collingwood's best 23. But um, I think it's a win-win, really. You know, Collingwood kept a few, uh, a few picks, but the main one being a future second rounder back. Um, they don't really lose much. If you're honest, I know they've lost a premiership player, but they've gained Lockie Schultz, so there's every chance Ginevan would have started in the VFL. And Ginevan gets a four-year deal at Hawthorne, the club he supported as a kid. So I think it actually works out pretty well for yep, everyone. saw a great photo yeah. of him and uh, Tommy Mitchell when he was a young lad. All right, we'll stay away from those scurrilous rumours. They're quite sensational. We'll move on. Who's the busiest club at the moment? Uh, Port Adelaide and Hawthorne? Yeah, they're the two. Port and Hawthorne are extremely busy. Um, and, and, and both clubs, I think, will get the deals done. But, you know, they're, fi they're fighting battles on various fronts. The Hawks are dealing with Richmond, they're dealing with mm. Gold Coast, and they're dealing with Brisbane. Um, two players, Brisbane, you know, they're trying to get Jack Gunston from the Lions and then Brandon Ryan up there. Um, and they're also... Uh, and, and, then, and then Port are clearly dealing with Geelong and Essendon. Mm. You know, you can juxtapose this against GWS, who are just sitting back and watching it all unfold, mm. or the Swans, who are sitting back and watching it all unfold. Um, even the, even the Freo Dockers and West Coast Eagles are sitting back and watching it all unfold. So there's about four or five clubs that are helter-skelter working overtime, and the rest of the other clubs are just sitting back having a nice 
cup of coffee and uh, and, and watching it all play out. <laughs> okay, Tom, we know at the end of it, everyone does a report card. We've got a few hours to go. But at this point, if you were doing the ducks of the class and the dunce, is Sydney leading this trade period for what it has brought in? And is Richmond yeah, at the I bottom think... of the list? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with Richmond. I agree with that um, suggestion at this point. Although getting Jacob Kaczynski in might make it slightly better, but he's not exactly Wayne Carey. No. Um, I think the Sydney Swans and Essendon uh, neck and neck. I think if Essendon can give up just Zerk Thatcher and bring in Goldstein, admittedly, who's a bit older, but also Mackay um, and Dersma and Gresham, um, that would be a pretty good result for them as well. So I think Sydney and Essendon have done pretty well. I also think Melbourne have done pretty well, especially if they can get Jack Billings um, and, uh, and, and hold on to Harrison Petty, despite the fact that he openly wanted to go to the Crows. Mm. So, but I, 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 yeah, I agree. I think the Swans and Bombers are clearly the, the top two at the moment. Tommy, okay. we'll let you go because we know you're busy. Two really quickies. A Texas come through to us. Tommy, even though the Crows haven't got any players in, they've done okay with their picks, question mark? Yeah, they have. Yeah, they've still got two picks in the first round. Yeah. Um, they're going to hold Elliot Himmelberg to, their, to his contract. So he'll stay at the Crows next year and be out of contract at the end of next year as a free agent. So um, I guess that gives him, uh, you know, continued depth in that position. And uh, the last one, are we expecting anything to happen with Dylan Shield? His name's been thrown around a lot. Oh, so look, Dylan, Dylan Shield, yeah, Dylan Shield's name's been thrown around a lot. I don't think it will happen. Okay. Um, his preference is to play for St Kilda next mm. year, but not to the point where he's willing to blow it all up and formally request a trade to St Kilda, if you know what I mean. Yep. So, yeah. Um, He'll, he'll, he'll stay at Essendon, it looks like, at this stage. You, know, you never discount anything towards the end of the trade period, but I'd imagine would know already if that was a live option again. But um, I've had it confirmed a couple of times today that he'll be going nowhere. So all I can do is trust the people who tell me that. Yeah. Hey, Tom, really appreciate your time. We'll let you get back into it and we'll watch with great interest for all your tweets and all the breaking news on SEN and Trade Radio. Thanks, Kimbo. Thanks, Roach.